section fourteen of sikh religion volume five by max arthur mcauliffe this librivox recording is in the public domain life of guru gobind singh chapter fourteen a handsome young goldsmith one day presented himself before the guru and began to fan him he said that his father had taken the charan pahal in vogue at the time of the preceding gurus and he himself had received baptism according to the new rite the youth's mother accompanied him and the guru invited them both to stay with him the guru to make trial of the goldsmith's skill gave him ten gold muhars to convert into ornaments when the work was subsequently submitted for the guru's inspection he was pleased and ordered his treasurer to keep the young artisan supplied with gold and store all the ornaments he made from it in his treasury the guru asked the goldsmith if he had any faults he replied o great king i am the slave of thy feet i only seek the society of the saints upon this the guru replied he who hath great talents must ever possess some fault what is thine the man possessing talent who hath no fault must be in god's own image the young man however would not admit any imperfection after this he was allowed to take as much gold as he pleased to work upon it was never weighed to him and he was never asked how much he had taken one day the guru told his treasurer to weigh for the future without the goldsmith's knowledge all the gold dispensed to him upon this the treasurer weighed him out twenty tolas of gold when the goldsmith presented the ornaments made therefrom they were found to weigh only seventeen tolas upon this the guru ordered all the ornaments the youth had made since his arrival to be produced and weighed the treasurer found them to be far short of the amount of gold taken from the treasury on this the guru remonstrated with the young goldsmith thou impliedst that thou hadst no fault what greater fault can there be than to misappropriate what is entrusted thee didst thou not receive thy wages from the guru's house and was that not sufficient remuneration for thee thou art as evil as the masands whom i have been punishing i am pleased with those who though they may wear coarse garbs eat what they lawfully earn it is said that on this censure the youth reformed his ways the guru being asked by a devout sikh what he should do to cross over the world's ocean that is to be saved and obtain deliverance from rebirth gave the following recipe my brother repeat the name waguru eat what thou hast diligently earned as baba nanak hath said he who bestoweth a little out of his earnings recogniseth the right way bear no one enmity know that god is with thee at all times and remember death recognize the world as unreal and god alone as real 
a sikh went to the guru and told him that he had abandoned the world as it contained only trouble and anxiety he added that he had come in quest of rest and requested the guru to point out the way to him the guru congratulated him on having diverted his attention from the wickedness of men and inquired if he could read the sikh replied in the negative the guru then said it is necessary that thou shouldst read little or much so as to acquire understanding and improve thy mind thou shalt thus learn the difference between good and evil and what thou oughtest and what thou oughtest not to do there are besides many other advantages in reading thou mayest thereby obtain everything beginning with the knowledge of god the heart of him who is uninstructed remaineth in blind ignorance he who readeth guru muki is the best and obtaineth good understanding there is great merit in reading the japji and the other hymns of morning and evening divine service for they erase the sins of many births he who orally or mentally fixeth his attention on the name who worketh with his hands who gladdeneth the hearts of holy sikhs who ever performeth noble deeds and preserveth his mind humble is very dear to me and it behooves me to minister unto him the sikh expressed his earnest desire to learn if he could only find a tutor the guru appointed his own granthi or reader to instruct him when the sikh read as far as the line in the anand joy my mother that i have found the true guru he brought his tuition to an end and never afterwards pursued his studies the guru after some months asked his granthi how the pupil was progressing the granthi replied that he had not seen him since he had read that particular line of the anand upon this the guru sent for him and asked him why he had ceased to attend his tutor he replied that he had read enough and had attained happiness on meeting the guru the guru smiled and said even with this little learning thou hast obtained a knowledge of god and shalt eventually find deliverance the guru once asked his sikhs to tell him who was emperor of india in kabir's time one sikh said who mayan a second alexander the great a third madame paul in short none of them could tell the emperor's name the guru made this a text from which to preach the advantages of knowledge as well as holiness and the good repute obtained from them in both worlds every one even down to ignorant women knoweth the name of kabir though he was only a weaver that is because he repeated god's name and practised true devotion sikandar lodi was then emperor but none of you even knoweth his name and there is no trace of him left in the world while kabir's fame is blazoned in every country and his memory is universally honoured wherefore members of the khalsa remember the true name serve the saints be humble 
lay your love and devotion at the feet of the immortal god and you too shall be honoured here and hereafter as the guru's power daily increased the hill chiefs thought it expedient to send a resident to his court who would inform them of his movements and proceedings a man called paramanand was accordingly selected for that delicate mission when he came to the guru he told him that his object was to be in a position to behold him continually and thus gain spiritual advantages he added that he desired to send the rajas occasionally accounts of the guru's good health and welfare and to preserve the amicable relations which already subsisted some sikhs asked the guru how kara parsad or sacred food should be prepared he replied wash and clean the cooking-place then procure equal portions of refined sugar fine flour and clarified butter boil the sugar in water and render it liquid put the clarified butter and flour into another vessel and boil them until they assume a reddish colour then mix the liquefied sugar with the clarified butter and flour and boil all together when this is done a granthi must repeat certain prescribed prayers the mixture then becomes sacred food kara parsad and is fit for use the cook must be a sikh who has bathed in the morning and who can repeat at least the japji from memory a sikh married couple came to the guru in order to complain against their son they said they were satisfied with the wealth god had given them their only trouble arose from their son's contumacy he was ever in attendance on religious men and paid no regard to what he ate or what he wore if the subject of marriage so natural to a young man were mentioned to him he was ready to die as if poisoned when pressed on the subject he said that the guru had forbidden his marriage when they represented to him that the guru himself was a, a married man the youth would only say he can do what he pleaseth himself he hath forbidden me the guru sent for the youth and asked when he had forbidden him he replied o guru in the anand which thou wrotest as guru amar das for the instruction of the sikhs there is the following passage o dear man do thou ever remember the true one this family which thou seest shall not depart with thee it shall not depart with thee why fix thy thoughts on it never do what thou shalt have to repent of at last listen thou to the instruction of the true guru it is that which shall go with thee saith nanak o dear man ever remember the true one this instruction said the youth is imprinted on my mind the guru was so pleased on hearing this that he embraced him and said to his parents men are continually warned but none taketh heed blessed is he who hath forsaken mammon it is his good fortune that he hath awakened to contempt of the world 
this son of yours shall save both your families and you shall have another son besides to gladden your hearts the guru detained the youth and dismissed his parents he was pleased that the spontaneous love of god had sprung up in the young man's heart and he instructed him in the duties both of a husband and a hermit after a comparison of both he embraced domestic life once in the sultry weather as the guru was perspiring his servants took his bed from the ground floor to the top of his house from there he heard an altercation between two sikhs regarding a debt of seven rupees mala singh had lent this sum to lahara singh but the latter would not return it when at the suggestion of mala singh's wife lahara singh was further dunned he composed this couplet o sikh eat the wealth of a sikh without anxiety thou hast come to annoy me at which i am very angry and added a sikh shall receive whatever is written in his destiny mala singh replied thou embezzlest my money and then lecturest me thou forgettest what hath been said they whose acts are deceitful shall be punished in god's court death shall smite them they shall greatly weep and regret when they enter hell lahara singh capped this with another no one shall ask for an account as long as god pardoneth the guru overhearing this interchange of verses cried out they who live and spend money by deceiving others shall be bound in god's court ponder on all your acts so as to preserve your honesty the guru then quoted for the disputants the lines of baba nanak against dishonesty after hearing the guru lahara singh began to speak civilly to mala singh and promised to give him his money on the morrow lahara singh kept his promise and then went to the guru to solicit his pardon the guru upon this repeated for the first time his muktanama or means of salvation the following are its principal injunctions o sikhs borrow not but if you are compelled to borrow faithfully restore the debt speak not falsely and associate not with the untruthful associating with holy men practise truth love truth and clasp it to your hearts live by honest labour and deceive no one let not a sikh be covetous repeat the japji and the japji before eating look not on a naked woman let not your thoughts turn towards that sex cohabit not with another's wife deem another's property as filth keep your bodies clean have dealings with every one but consider yourselves distinct your faith and daily duties are different from theirs bathe every morning before repast if your bodies endure not cold water then heat it ever abstain from tobacco remember the one immortal god repeat the rahiras in the evening and the sohila at bedtime 
receive the baptism and teaching of the guru and act according to the granth sahib cling to the boat in which thou hast embarked wander not in search of another religion repeat the guru's hymns day and night marry only into the house of a sikh preserve thy wife and thy children from evil company covet not money offered for religious purposes habitually attend a sikh temple and eat a little sacred food therefrom he who distributeth sacred food should do so in equal quantities whether the recipients be high or low old or young eat not food offered to gods or goddesses despise not any sikh and never address him without the appellation sing eat regardless of caste with all sikhs who have been baptized and deem them your brethren abandon at once the company of brahmans and mullahs who cheat men out of their wealth of ritualists who lead sikhs astray and of those who give women in marriage with concealed physical defects and thus deceive the hopes of offspring let not a sikh have intercourse with a strange woman unless married to her according to the sikh rites let him contribute a tenth part of his earnings for religious purposes let him bow down at the conclusion of prayer when a sikh dieth let sacred food be prepared after his cremation let the sohila be read and prayer offered for his soul and for the consolation of his relations then sacred food may be distributed let not the family of the deceased indulge in much mourning or bevies of women join in lamentation on such occasions let the guru's hymns be read and sung and let all listen to them worship not an idol and drink not the water in which it hath been bathed the rules of caste and of the stages of hindu life are erroneous let my sikhs take care not to practise them o sikhs listen to me and adopt not the ceremonies of the hindus for the supposed advantages of the manis of ancestors my face is turned towards him who calleth out to a sikh wa guru ji ki fatah my right shoulder towards him who returneth the salutation with love my left shoulder towards him who returneth it as a matter of custom and my back towards him who returneth it not at all to him who abideth by these rules i will grant a position to which no one hath yet been able to attain and which was beyond the conception of shankar acharya datatra ramanuj gorak and muhammad as when rain falleth on the earth the fields yield excellent and pleasant fruit so he who listeneth to the guru and attendeth to all these injunctions shall assuredly receive the reward thereof whoever accepteth the guru's words and these rules which he hath given shall have his sins pardoned he shall be saved from transmigration through the eighty-four locks of animals and after death shall enter 
the guru's abode if any very worldly man devoted to pleasure tell you to the contrary listen not to him but ever follow the guru's instruction End of chapter fourteen